Let's get ready to rumble! Hello and welcome to Netflix and Cinema, the podcast that is having its oof, pretty much annual thing of recording a podcast when Tosin is feeling under the weather. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, how, it, it does happen though, because obviously my name is Tosin, I am the host, I am based up in the UK, in the middle of the country, in an area called uh, Worcestershire, and joining me as always on the Isle of Wight are Sharon, Hello, and Sean. Oh yeah. Yeah, Sean. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see that Sean looks like he's flanked by his two henchmen. <laughs> like flanked by. But you're not a ghost this week. Normally, I'm you're not like a, ghost, a ghostly no. figure in the background. I am. Yeah. Well, I decided I better become a bit more, you know, uh, yeah, visible because it was a bit odd. So. Yeah. Yeah. Good stuff. I, I, Good. I found a better place to sit. Yeah, I, I figured that was the case. I figured that was the case. But yeah, so um, I say I say this because we've been recording podcasts for. I mean, I actually look back to the same number of episodes that we've recorded of different podcasts, and it's been about six years that we've been doing this. Wow! And I think every I remember there was once when we we're doing the the podcast. They don't make them like they used to. It's still available from all good podcast providers. Um, when we we're doing that, there was one particular episode I remember recording where we're doing that in a radio station. And I just remember that you guys were in another room because I, and I was sort of running the desk and I would, I would sort of like, <laughs> we talk about a song. I, we'll talk about a film. We'll play a song from that film. And once I played the song from that film, my head just went down on the desk and I was just kind of like, uh, <laughs> then when the song finished, I'd be like, yes. And now we go back to our next film. <laughs> oh, so if you're feeling poorly, it's not fun. It, it's, it's not. It's, it's not. If you're feeling, it, it's it's it, it's not a fun feeling. It's not a fun feeling. But I'm sure we can do this. I'm sure we can do this. All right. So this is a week, and we were talking a little bit earlier about people getting in touch with us. This is a week in which we have had some correspondence mm. from Taiwo Bello, who is who took it personally that we thought he didn't listen to every episode, and he <laughs> did ask. He, I mean, I think I know that both of you have seen it on uh, our group, Netflix versus Cinema Chat on Facebook. And he asked the question, he was like, What does it take for you guys to give a one star <laughs> for to a movie? Yeah. I said, Oh, are you so happy? Are you so happy that <laughs> cinema is back that you refuse to give anything a one star? Now, I don't really think that's the case because I know a, a little couple of weeks ago, Sharon. You gave a film. We get you gave a film a uh, rating which we decided was a high zero because you couldn't give anything lower than one. I, <laughs> I can't remember what film it was, but I know that that would be Rambo. No, 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 no. This was this was a couple of weeks ago. Rambo was a couple of years ago. But within the last couple of weeks, you've given a film a one, and it was only because you couldn't go lower. And I cannot remember what film it is, but so 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 yeah, it. That it one was. It does happen, but then again, his accusation at us is a valid one. Oh, I think it was something called like the Devil Below or something, or it was about yes, this yes, yes, I know the one, yeah, yes, 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 the yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I remember the Devil Below poster with some big, massive mandible character yeah. <laughs> looking at it. Yeah, it was tat. Yeah, but it, it is a it is a valid accusation that oh we're just so happy the cinemas come back that you're like oh you know what we'll give it stuff <laughs> because yeah. uh, because I remember the first film that both Sean and I saw after absolute ages at the cinema was at Christmas last year when Wonder Woman 1984 was released. Oh. 
And I remember that we was, watched it. Uh, I, I, remember, I remember we watched it. We were and, so excited about, oh, cinema's back. Yes, yes, <laughs> we, we were so excited. And if I remember correctly, I think we might have given it a low four. Ooh, I, it? I, 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 think, I think we might have given it a low four. Now, uh, <clears throat> as time has gone on, the, you remember Superfan Nina? Superfan Nina, other fan of the show. She got in touch with me saying that she was watching it and she thought it was rubbish. And as time has gone on, as I've been playing the film back in my head, I've gone, yeah, yeah, we were definitely high on something that way. No, I wasn't. I wasn't. I'm sure I wasn't high on it. I think I hated it. I'm, no. I'm, I'm pretty positive because I've never, ever liked it. I think it's disastrous. And oh. funny enough, it's funny, I've been talking movies with, with some people lately and they said, oh, I watched that Wonder Woman 84. How dire was that? And I said, I totally, totally agree with you. I'm sure I personally did not give it oh, because well, I was well, really, really mega disappointed because I even went and saw it in Bournemouth at the eye. I, uh, I, I sense thing and I got all excited and I think I said on the podcast I got all excited and quite emotional in the trailers cinema yes, yes, we did. I remember talking and, about and that and then I was yeah. like yeah 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 and then I think the film just sort of was, was a lame duck oh, so okay, cool. pretty, you, you may have liked it but I'm pretty certain I didn't but well, I well, the is, well the is I, I'm playing it back in my head uh, I, I think I was definitely more positive about it than you were yeah. well, play, playing it back in my head and I look at it and go I, I do think it starts off really well but then when I, the more I play back in my head I'm like yeah, it oh, yeah. goes off the boil quickly. Oh, definitely, it really does. Really, it, silly. It, it really does. But, but Sharon, you replied to Taiwo and you gave him your 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 suggestion for the ratings, which is yeah. what which Sean agreed with. So, do you just want to re recap how you do your one, two, three, four, five? Yes, um, if I can, I can't remember my exact wording, but I basically say a one star is the film is either just dull, it's just it's awful it's really badly made or it's offensive that's why i gave like rambo last yeah, blood you, you really did not like rambo yeah, really yeah, yeah. yeah you really did not like it wasn't rambo, badly rambo. made i just find it really offensive so it's like it's either dull it's awful or it's just wrong yeah um, and then for me a two star is something where it's like meh it's okay it's but there's nothing special and it's yeah. one of those films that you watch it and you probably would forget that you've seen it quite quickly you oh yeah, start, yeah 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 so it's barely passable three mm. is it's good it's solid it's entertaining but it's nothing outstanding but it's good it's a solid entertainment yeah or it's, it's here here we go i'll tell you what it is shall i we think yep. we each have our own sliding scale mine is Num one star, dull, awful, offensive. Two is okay, uh, nothing special. Three is good, entertaining, acceptable. Four is very good, high quality, admirable. And five is outstanding, flawless, a rare beast. Yeah, that's and it. I, I think that's pretty. I think that's a pretty good grading system, actually. Yeah. So, so, so in light of that, because Sean, the film that that brought this question up was Snake Eyes, and I believe you reviewed Snake Eyes, and he yeah. he he referred to Snake Eyes as as a spin-off from very poor films with two leading actors that can't that quote can't act, and yet it still comes away with a two star. <laughs> so, yeah. so he's he's asking Sean. He, he's, he's asking to sure, justify you, myself. Yeah. No, no, he's saying review, re-review Snake Eyes. That cannot be a two-star. <laughs> he's saying yeah. that is that is not as good as Okay, Matt. Nothing special. What he thinks it, it is. He thinks it's dull, awful, and offensive. Right. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't say it's offensive, but it was. Uh, uh, there must have been one redeeming thing that made me give it a two. There must have been one. There must I think you. I think you like the action. 
Uh, probably, yeah. Yeah, probably the action, maybe, yeah. perhaps. But okay. that'd be interesting to go back and, and re-listen. Yeah, and, and, and he did also say, he said, should Suicide Squad have been a 15? Not his type of film, but there were some discussions as to what it takes for a film to stay below the 18th threshold. Now, now this is something that I wonder about, because I remember um, seeing Titanic in the cinemas, and I think there has been a, a re-evaluation where what it takes to get an 18 now is actually quite extreme. Mm. <coughs> And I remember watching Titanic, and Titanic is a 12A. I remember this particularly because when I saw it in the cinema, you have the scene where um, Jack paints Rose, and it's all kind of like, you know, full-on nudity. And I was kind of like, this is a 12? <laughs> and I remember thinking, like, since when did, did it get so long, so low that that you could have this in a 12? So I, I do think that, well, I don't even know what ratings are anymore. To be honest with you, I don't really pay attention to ratings. Probably no. because... I don't have children at that age where I have to start thinking about those. But it's but I don't think a attention. but I do think that it there has been a change where the ratings of films you have to do something pretty extreme to get the highest rating in a film um, which restricts the people who can see it. I, I I thought well but but that's that's my take on it. I don't know what you guys think. But shall we get onto films this week? Yeah. All right, cool. So films that Oh, good lord. My daughter's really going off this week. Okay, I think she's okay. <laughs> so, so films, so films that um that we've seen this week in cinema. In cinema, let's see. Sharon, what have you seen? At the cinema, I saw a film called Art Ladies. Mhm. And Sean? Well, as I say, I've been it's quite it's been a it's been a horror fest for me recently because oh, yeah. I saw I saw Candyman Sensor <laughs> and The Night House. All right, cool. So, um, and I saw Candyman at cinemas. And how about Netflix? What did we see on Netflix? Okay, Netflix, I saw a a movie called The Outpost, and I've also watched it. It was a series, but I think I've missed one, so it can't count at the moment. I've watched a series called The Playbook, but there's one more episode, which I've just noticed. I um... Uh, You you haven't quite gone around the question. Yeah, and I have watched... Sort of through it. the Walking Dead's back, isn't it? The last yeah. season, but it's on Disney, so I've started to. Yeah. I've started, so I'll review that one. <laughs> <laughs> Walking Dead. <laughs> How about you, Cheryl? What have you seen at home? I've seen um, there's mini series called The Stand, based on Stephen King's novel. Oh, yeah. I saw that on Amazon Stars, and I've seen the film Sweet Girl. Oh yeah, I saw Netflix. Sweet Girl as well. I saw Sweet Girl. That was the other one that I've seen. Yes. Oh right, okay, cool. So we're going to try and keep this because I get every time we go over three films mm. each, I get told off because yeah. <laughs> I get told off. So in the interest of keeping it to an hour, I'm going to try and make some 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 decisions as to which films we talk about. Oh, sorry, on Netflix, I saw a film, an Irish movie called Bad Day for the Cut. Bad Day for the Cut. In the interest of that, so I think we'll do Candyman, Sean. Yeah, so Sean, yeah, you had yeah I've seen I've seen the bad day for the cut as well, but I you think bad day for the cut. I forgot I've seen that, but that was a long time ago. That was that was at the other place. All right, so. cool, no problem. And I'll say so. Let's see. Um, I'm actually quite interested to hear about censor. Mm. Sure, yeah, yes. I'm interested to hear about. I've heard things about that. I'm interested to hear about censor. Yes. And mm-hmm. Sharon, you saw Our Ladies. Yes. So if uh, for cinema, we'll do Candyman, censor, and Our Ladies. And for at home, we will go Sharon, Sweet Girl, or the other one? I'd go The Stand. The Stand, okay. I'll go, I'll go Sweet, Sweet Girl is a new release, so we can do that one 
another time because surely I've both seen it. Well, yeah, yeah, that's it. Yeah, we can do that. But I, I mean, I could do Sweet Girl if you wanted to come in with the reviews, the same as Candy. Well, okay, if, if that's to... if you don't mind, that'd been your your one. No, I'm quite happy to do that, and then you can because you're you're much better than me. I'm sort of the more of the feeling person where you can you can you can you can explain the film a bit more because sometimes people like what are you what are you talking about sean what film are you talking about what the hell's going on you know it's just so so yeah i go from the gut i shoot from the the hip so so i think that'd be quite good all right cool so let's kick off with uh uh let's kick off with Candyman then Candyman. we'll kick off with cinema with Candyman. now oh i've got to put five minutes on us on a timer at some point um, I haven't got my phone with me today. Five minutes. You want me to? I'll see if I can get it on mine. It's I okay. I got, I got it up yeah, on the computer. You got it. Okay, yeah, cool. Got one up on the computer. All right, so Candyman. This is a new film that has the same name as an old film, the 1992 film Candyman. This is actually like a continuation of the story of the first Candyman movie. It is produced by Jordan Peele, who is known for, in the, in the past couple of years, Get Out Us... And he is, he's originally known more as a comedian. But you can tell that this guy is a bit of a horror buff. And he keeps seeing like there's ways in which you can use horror to explore a whole bunch of things. With Get Out, it was racial tensions and fears, fears of black people in America. He used to explore that. And that's something that whenever he does a horror film, it's kind of in there. There's always some sort of societal, racial um, undertone to what he does. And now Candyman, the first film, this was made starring Tony Todd and Virginia Madsen. It was made in 1992. I remember watching this film in Nigeria and the whole idea behind it is that if you look in the mirror and say Candyman five times in a row, Candyman shows up and kills you. That is something that I have never done. Based on this film, <laughs> I have steadfastly refused to look in the mirror and say Candyman five times. Call me superstitious. I'm the same. I'll talk like that. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like, uh, it's like call me superstitious if you want. Me, but in Nigeria, we we believe in spirits. We believe in. We have no problem believing that there's an uh, there's a supernatural world there. There were people who I know all of us in school refused to do this because the first film, the first Candyman scared the pants off me it's it's still in my head one of the scariest things i remember ever seeing so in this film you have this whole it acknowledges the old film but they have this whole thing where the story of the first film has almost become folklore in this film and there's all these sort of urban legends that have sprung up about the candy man and people have people decide oh yeah you know that wasn't really real this is what people said they, they have all the news stories of what happened in the first film and how they thought helen the character played by virginia madsen was mad and so you have yaya abdul mateen too who plays a character called anthony who starts getting intrigued he's a he's a struggling artist he's looking for inspiration so he starts getting intrigued in this whole sort of candy man thing and he decides to go and ex examine the candy man with as you might guess disastrous results so <laughs> so I told you don't yeah <laughs> yes yes i know it's like didn't you see the film in 1992 didn't you see tony todd how would you see that's the reason why tony todd hasn't been able to get another job he was too damn good as Candyman. everybody just sees Candyman. i remember he showed up in the film the rock with sean connery and nicholas cage and i was like what's Candyman doing with a gun you're supposed to have a hook <laughs> i have not been able to see him as anything else in anything else after uh, after that film so sean in what... star trek next generation was he as a klingon <laughs> oh okay he had to hide oh, his right. face okay yeah, <laughs> like, his face. yeah so he got away I, with it 
Yes. So, Sean, what do you think of this? Okay, well, I'm not invested in the Candyman. I'm not really invested in it, so I didn't really know. I've not, I've not actually seen the the the, 90, the original. The, the original. I've not seen the original. Though. But there was, there was a the story. They sort of. I mean, I picked they, up. They, they recap it. Yeah, they recap. Yeah, it. yeah, yeah. They recap it, and so it was. But I think there must have been. Was there a couple of TV shows as well, or something? Because no, it's like. Um, maybe I'm wrong, but maybe there's there's four of them. But there, as there, for, there's, they, they made they made two sequels. Right. Okay. That, that made no sense. I mean, <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Okay. Um, yeah. So I didn't know much about it. I did. It was we were talking about the racial thing. Yeah. It was totally, totally racial, and it was quite by its. I mean, there was a really, really good scene with the with um, the doors, the mirror, where you see the, the shadow things. But yeah, as yeah, for yeah. the, I mean, the bathroom scene with the it was it was with the critic yeah it was it was notable with i mean the, the the girl in the toilet had the black lives matters bag okay and all that and then you've got the 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 asian oh. one decides to go out just before yeah 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The thing which they <laughs> say that's your asian one that's your asian that's your t- that's uh, uh, yeah, asian you, you even have the you know. yeah, there's a bit where somebody actually says <laughs> it's like you know who would do something like that like, who would do it? Yeah, yeah and yeah, then yeah. you cut to like you know a whole bunch of like uh, you know white teenage and, girls doing <laughs> And to me, I thought, yeah, I mean, I thought it was okay. I, did, I didn't dislike it. I just thought it was it was strange that in the end scene, should we say, mm-hmm. in the end scene, mm-hmm. why the Candyman did what he did to to all the all yeah. the ones, rather than just the one that that said it. You know, I couldn't I couldn't get that. I thought, why? Yeah, I, why, I, I, why is that happening? You know, I, you know? I agree. I agree with you on that because yeah. I agree with you because the Candyman is something that is rooted in. Because the whole idea is that the original Candyman, he's somebody who got lynched. He was part. He was lynched. Mm-hmm. He was a lynch mob got him in 1920s. In the 1920s, they got him and they covered him in honey. Bees. It's horrific. Essentially, it's horrific what they did. And I think the film does. The film makes a point that that's the real horror. It's like you know that 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 is the real horror. What has happened to black people? That that in itself is horrific enough. Mm. And I think that they you always so, that was always kind of in the background of Candyman. But it was kind of like there's this whole thing where they went Candyman was a victim of racial violence in the 20s and he kind of became a but he, he moved forward and he kind of became a bad guy. So it, like we're walking around killing people and this film tried to sort of recast it a bit to sort of say, hang on a second, that guy got killed. Why are you blaming him? He's not the one who, he's the one who got killed. And, and Candyman becoming almost a sort of like allegory for all the suffering black people have had in America through the years. And they, they sort of say, oh, that happened in the 20s, but this happened in the 50s, this happened in the 70s. At the end of the film, I actually had to look it up because they have this sort of animated thing and they're showing all these different, and they actually have animated versions of modern day lynchings, like in the last 10 years or something that have happened to people that happens to black people at the hands of white people. And it's almost kind of like recasting Candyman as this sort of black bogeyman protector of black communities. And mm. it's yeah, and it's it's kind of like and some of it works. Some of it I get I got lost. I'm like, why is that happening? Yeah. yeah, <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. So, I'm like, I'm like, wait, why is that happening? If that's what he's trying to do, why that? If he did and, that, and then why as- that? <laughs> Something that was quite noticeable, I thought, is is everybody that was actually killed were you know were white. They were yeah, just, yeah, no, pretty much. Pretty, it, it was, it was well, everybody. Yeah, it yeah, was it noticeable. Was, it was noticeable. It was, I, and I mean, I think sometimes it could have been. There was a couple of subtle moments in it which I thought were really good, especially in the laundrette bit where. <laughs> he goes in the room. I thought that was 
you know, there was some there was some good moments in it, but yeah. there was some like, well, that seems a bit, you know. Well, yeah, yeah. yeah the thing is, I, I mean, there are some things that it does because I'm, I'm, have you guys ever heard of the trope of the black guy dying first in horror movies? I haven't actually heard that one. It's like the star, yeah. like, like the lackeys, like yeah, the yeah, lackeys, yeah, exactly. and the ones you know, exactly. the but ones you know are gonna get toasted. But but it, it is it, it is a thing when you go back to like you know especially slasher movies like you know go eighties and everything when they start getting black people in them the black person usually die first. Oh right, okay. Yeah, and, and it was almost as if this film was was kind of like no no hang on a second that wouldn't happen. There's a bit there's a film there's a bit in it where there's a you know how in horror movies a character goes and goes opens up a door and it's to a creepy basement. <laughs> And what do they do? They go down the steps to the creepy basement. And I love, when you talk about subtlety, there was one bit where a character, a black character, opens up a door, looks into a creepy basement and just goes, nope, and closes the door walks <laughs> up. And there were, there were bits like that where I was like, yeah, that's exactly what would happen. That's exactly, but the only thing you need now is you need an African, let me tell you, you need a Nigerian character to say, why the hell are you actually looking in the mirror and saying this thing? No! <laughs> Jordan Peele for the sequel, I'm available. I will show up for one scene and I'll tell people how stupid they are for actually looking in the mirror and doing this thing. But it's so, but, but towards the end, as to when they start revealing what is going on and what the bigger thing is, I think it kind of loses the plot because you can't hold on to what the hell's going on. The final scene, why does that happen? It's, it's, and at what point did it go from it seems like the, the rules have changed a bit. And if the rules have changed a bit, why have they changed? What? And so so there are some issues I had with it. There were some bits I liked, issues I had with it. Thankfully, it's not as scary as the 1992 version. Uh, that's well, my person. I don't think it's as scary because the only reason I watched this film was because it was the only thing I could watch. I'd watched everything else. So, yeah, but it's not as scary as the 1992 version. It hasn't quite given me... Um, uh, nightmares although i did get the stomach bug after watching the film so maybe i don't know maybe it's a bee in my maybe it's a bee in my stomach i would give it a three out of five yeah for me going on sharon's i'm afraid this is going to get an okay meh, nothing special so this is a two star on mm. sharon's scale so it's a oh. two star for me on Sharon. that's just on sharon's scale yeah i mean it was okay but it was just you know it wasn't, it wasn't particularly offensive or anything but i i didn't think it was anything special i was i was ex maybe i was expecting more well this is, this is I, I i was thinking that they could and they do they could do something clever with it they do kind of yeah but, that's i mean i'm, I'm yeah. saying that but what but basically because i said i'm using sharon's scale which is yeah. okay meh, nothing nothing special so yeah you know that's that's i, I didn't think it was any, it didn't wasn't that it wasn't anything special but then I mean, using Sharon's scale, it will also make it the other end as well. So I will be. Yeah, it's it's, it's it's in between. Be I think yeah. two point five. It's in between. Is, yeah, two point five. We'll give it a, right. we'll, we'll give it a high two then. On okay. Our side scale. All right, and now we go over to um, to Netflix and Friends, and we go with Stephen King's The Stand. So Sharon, please tell us about this. Yeah, this is a remake that was done. Um, that is available on Amazon Stars, and I only watched it because you get free free trial for seven days so i watched it watched this and then cancelled my subscription so <laughs> <laughs> it was free <laughs> um, but yes it's a it's a new adaption they famously in the 90s they did an adaption of the stand that had people like gary sinise molly ringwald uh, rob lowe um oh, they had quite a, a large cast and so um the story of the stand is there's a global pandemic where out mm. of this secret military base, a flu-like virus is released that has been, the flu has been weaponized. 
and and it, there was a spill in the lab and one of the guys who was on guard duty outside hears the alarm goes off and before the gates lock down he runs out grabs his wife and daughter gets in his car and then drives and as he drives he takes the flu which they called captain trips with him and because it's been weaponized the flu it has a 98% fatality rate and so basically anyone who gets the flu most people die and then there's a handful of survivors and this handful of survivors start having strange dreams um the people who are like the good guys start dreaming about this old black woman in the nebraska who says come to me and you know because you know we're gonna make our stand and then the people who have sort of like darker undertones their characters they start dreaming about a man called randall flag called the dark man and he said, come to Vegas, come to Vegas, and we're going to make our own, a new world uh, in, in our own image. And so you then have these forces where it starts off with him about surviving the flu, then it becomes about good and evil, and then you get this confrontation with good and evil in Las Vegas with the people who are led by Mother Abigail and those who are led by the Dark Man. And, yeah, one's for good and one's for not. And uh, so basic story. And so this story is told from the viewpoint of all the different survivors. So there's um, a couple from Maine. There's a guy from East Texas. There's um, Mother Abigail from Nebraska. There's um, a deaf mute guy called Nick Andros who comes from, he's basically from the South. Again, we don't know exactly where he's from. Um, and so, yeah, you meet all these different characters and it's told over eight parts. Uh, so it was told very well in the 1990s and this is a effectively a remake and Randall Flagg the dark man is played by Alexander Skarsgård so oh, yeah. he's very Good charismatic casting. to play the play the sort of devil incarnate basically and Amber Heard is in the new remake as one of the survivors who we find out whether she's good or bad later mm -hmm. on and there's no one else in there oh and um, James Marsden's in it who and plays Mother Abigail you um, Whoopi Goldberg. Oh, okay, cool. So there's some interesting cast. There's some interesting storytelling. Um, yeah, so it does. It's an adaption of the book. The so, only thing I would carry yeah, carry on. carry on. Yeah, the only thing you would. I would quibble about it is the, you can't help if you've seen the if you've read the book and then if you've seen the two the previous adaptation is how the previous adaptation basically follows the book. You've got the release of Captain Trips the spread of the flu, the survival, the dreams, going to Nebraska, then going to Boulder, Colorado, and then the confrontation in Las Vegas. So it is more or less linear, and it follows the sort of sequence of the book. In the new mini series, it starts at Boulder, then you get a flashback to the flu, then you have like a flash forward almost to Las Vegas, then you meet another character, then you get who's in current day Boulder, then you have a little bit of a flashback with them, and then you have a flash forward and a flash... Um, they don't do like the whole linear storytelling as if mm -hmm. you're reading a book. They they jump about in time, and um, and if I hadn't read the book, I wouldn't know what the heck was going on for the first two episodes, <laughs> quite frankly. <laughs> so I think I like the idea that some people think, okay, we're not going to do a straight adaption. That's been done. Why compete yeah. with that? We're going to do our own thing. But then you've still got to tell the story, and then if it doesn't make sense, you're not doing your job. And I thought the first two episodes didn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, but other than that, I thought, as adaptions go, as it went on, it got better, and I thought they picked up on some bits that were not were omitted from the second, um, the first mini series. Um, but 
I don't know if this is modern storytelling or more recent storytelling, but I felt it just lacked some of the character development. You didn't really get to know any of the characters in the way that you would from reading a book or in some of these older adaptions. Mm. So I thought yeah, it was a competent adaption. It was entertaining. It told the story after it got settled down and to, to, to knew what it was doing. Um, but it was a bit of a mess at the beginning. So I would say it was good. It was entertaining, a bit confusing. Not as good as the earlier adaption, not as good as a book, so I'll give it a three. Cool. Three three stars for that. I know that it is sort of like, you know, yeah. Stephen King's magnum opus, and it's one of those things that has regularly been called unfilmable. And for anybody who's listening to this who eventually just got a pure, an ear-piercing alarm to tell Sharon that her five minutes was up, I don't think you guys can hear it, but I heard that I've got earphones on. I can only apologize. I can only apologize to anybody <laughs> listening to it who has just had the eardrums b- bursted by the alarm all right cool so that's three for the stand three for the stand and now we go back to um cinema and on cinema we have censor now yes so so sean i have heard about this film what i've heard is that it is it's one of these kind of almost meta things um a bit like you know we're talking about Candyman trying to do something clever Mm -hmm. not quite doing it it's not that this film is trying to be is trying to be is trying to do that be clever about the nature of horror and what attracts people to horror and i've heard that it is set in the i think it's the 80s 80s with, yep. with a because there was a lady called mary whitehouse in the uk who was yep, big she, on censoring everything like watching films and cutting out kisses and all that kind of stuff and you know, we're talking about age ratings on films like she was essentially that and this film is set on a woman who's a bit like mary whitehouse who is censoring video nasties in the 80s and making sure that things are cut out of it. That is the basic premise of the film. So let's go with... So with that um, being the case, <laughs> Sean, what did you think of Censor? Okay, I'll give you... Okay, so you want to know what I think. Um, there's a lot in this. You mentioned Mary Whitehouse. You mentioned... Um, well, Maggie Thatcher is in it, and they actually do have them in... They, they do sort of appear up actual footage. There's actual footage oh, yeah. of them much like there's actual footage of some some scenes in video nasties but basically yeah. it's about this she she works for the the british board of film classification and she's censoring all the movies and then in the newspapers there's like a, a murder's committed and they say oh it's because they watched this film this this woman approved this film blah 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 but he's never even seen the film he didn't even have a video cassette recorder so it turns out anyway but she watched there was something that happened when she was young she had a sister and she think a lot of people think the sister's dead. She thinks the sister's still alive, and she happens to see one of these these video nasties. Where, what she thinks is her sister, so she she goes investigating. Anyway, um, so yeah, so this would be. I mean, I, I I was never really a major video nasty person, but if yeah. someone if someone was into their video nasties, this would be a, a fanboy's like super the best uh, thing uh, you could for, ever for do. For anybody like, who doesn't know what a video nasty is, they were films that that um. Like, that, like Sharon could watch some of them and be, there were films that seemed to go out of the way to be offensive. They went out yeah. of the way to shock. So if you look for any of the films of Dario Argento, that would be the kind of thing. It's yeah. where it's just blood and gore, no, seemingly for the sake of it. Dismemberment and, and things like that. So, I mean, I wasn't that invested in it. But this film had the real feel of the era. And you know how much I do like that. It totally <laughs> felt, totally, totally felt of that period everything when they was outside with the cars with the things on the tv with the video shops you know going into the video shops to to get the massive big boxes with all the um stuff it just felt really yeah it felt of the period um 
and I thought it was really, really clever. I thought it was, in fact, I have to say that I thought this was an absolute brilliant film. Oh, really, yeah. really thoroughly, thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, could so, could I see where it was going? Maybe I could towards the end because bearing in mind she's, she's, she, she, she starts to become a little bit, bit mental and she descends more and more and she gets obsessed that this is a, that this actress is actually her sister that is being exploited. So yeah, she ends up going to see this, this director of a film and then something happens and then she ends up on the set of the film that they're filming. And uh, yeah, I mean, it, so we're, um, so it looks like it was shot on film and VHS had a really, really terrific, terrific feel to it. I thought it was clever. I thought it was brilliant. I'm glad I saw it because it hasn't come to the island. Um, so I managed to see it when I was in Bournemouth, late one, late one. And um, yeah, I, uh, I couldn't really find, if I use Sharon's rate, I mean, I would have been, someone said, I spoke about this today, like we were talking, I was talking to someone about it and they said, oh yeah, I heard about that a five star and it was all like that. Now, hello? Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Still quite... here. You still hear me? Yeah, yeah, we, we yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. Sorry, you, you, sorry. You, 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 I think you're you freezing just, up. Yeah. You, you just went uh, now and then cliffhanger, cliffhanger. Oh, <laughs> right, my okay. God. A cliffhanger of a review. What happens next? You don't know. <laughs> cliffhanger <laughs> review, yeah. Because you, you, you were quite jerky. So I was like, oh, no, perhaps I can't hear. But anyway, so, yeah, we get to this. I would have agreed with Commode and I probably would have given this a five star, but looking at Sharon's code and I said I would stick with Sharon because I think it's a brilliant, brilliant scale. This for me is going to get a four. Very good, high quality, admirable, but it wasn't flawless. So I can't, I can't give it the, the full five, five points. So this, this, yeah. will, have, this will yeah. be a four for me. Because I've heard I've heard a lot of good things about this film, but as I've continued, this is the bit of the we're tossing complaints about the View Cinema Redditch. But seeing as this was like you know a small independent interesting film, I knew I wasn't going to I wasn't going to get to see it at the View Cinema in Redditch. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm quite happy that at least one of us has. So but it's, yeah, uh, yeah. So all right, cool. So that's uh four. Oh, I put five down. It's a four star for for sensor. Uh, for server sensor. All right, cool. And now we go back to the cinema. Uh, no, go back to Netflix and Friends. And I saw on Netflix a film called Bad Day for the Cut. Now it's a film that I. This is one of this is one of those rare moments where you see the trailer for a film and you go, you know what? I'm gonna watch that. So I saw that. So I was browsing on Netflix. The trailer for this popped up, and I thought. You know, I'm going to watch that because the trailer seemed to be that it was kind of, if you imagine Taken or if you imagine John Wick, but instead of um, um, Liam Neeson's character being some ex-CIA operative who has a special set of skills or like, you know, or, or John Wick or anything like that. Imagine if the lead characters of John Wick or Taken were a Northern Irish farmer who lives with his mom. <laughs> And, and it's and it seems you know we were talking the other <laughs> when we talked about the boys from County Hell we're talking about how you have this Irish thing where they just go and put an Irish spin on a genre movie and I have all the time in the world for what happened what what if Dracula happened in Ireland what would it look like I have all the time <laughs> in the world for that kind of stuff and this film is a bit kind of like if Taken happened in Northern Ireland what would it look like so you meet you meet a guy called Donald you know who is the main character 
and he lives with his mom and like you know you can see people always sort of ask you like you know what kind of old person lives with his mother why don't you move on but he's like i can't leave my mom because you know and he keeps trying to get his mom to leave the house and do something and she's like no forget it leave it leave it leave it and one day he's falling asleep in a caravan that he's done up for his mom because um it, that he's, he's he's done this sort of sort of trade motorhome up for his mom so that they could go places like they used to do when he was a kid and she's like no forget about it he's he falls asleep in it drunk he wakes up walks out and sees some people leaving the house in like a in a flashy car with a guy who's dressed up in a suit and he's like what the heck are they doing here then he runs into the house and when he runs into the house he finds his mom dead then, oh no yeah he finds his mom mm. dead so they you have the funeral and all that then the next night while he's back there some people show up with guns and it looks like they're gonna kill him like they're trying to hang him but in a, but the way that they end up not killing him is just so. <laughs> just, I, I think it's okay. Like, I, I I don't feel like I am. I don't feel like I am qualified to describe the way that they end up not killing him as very Irish. I don't think I'm I'm, I'm qualified <laughs> to describe that. But I think I think the humor the humor is very kind of Irish. It's very almost kind of Father Ted. The reason why he ends up not getting killed. <laughs> <laughs> so from that point he starts he starts chasing and going okay why are these people trying to kill me what's going on and he's so very so like amateur sleuthy he starts pulling the thread to figure out what the heck's going on why why do people kill my mom why did they come back to kill me and the film is following him as he kind of almost ineptly figures out who was doing this and goes back up the chain and this is where it starts having um it starts having really uh, like you know similarities to taken because you find out that there is almost sort of like a sort of human trafficking for prostitution thing going on and power is part of this he has to help this polish guy get his sister out of it and it's i really really enjoy this i really enjoyed it i thought it was a nice easy watch and it was the fact that it was pretty much following the plot of john wick or following the block of plot of taken and just this guy going around and all that but with with little so it essentially it never loses the sight of the fact that this guy's a farmer this guy's a farmer he's not a cia operative he's not a special ops or anything like that it doesn't lose sight of that and it's uh and i i actually just really like this now sean i don't know what you thought about black bad day at the cut from what i remember i did say i must have been oh, three or four years ago um yeah, it i remember somewhere. watching it yeah 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 with um is it Brendan Gleeson? Is he? Is it him? Is no, it, no, Brendan Gleeson isn't in it. No, 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 he's not in it. Someone like him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, someone, he's, he's someone kind looks of, like if, him. Yeah, if you think of Brendan Gleeson, sort of like big, hulking, bearded. Hulking, yeah, yeah. Northern I seem, Irish seem to think there was a, a bit of violence in a house that that sort of went a bit strange in that. But on the whole, I think I thought it was okay. I didn't think it was a. I'm going to have a look at Sharon Scale again. So <laughs> I would have to say it's probably. It's probably going to get... Let me just have a look at Sharon's thing. It's probably going to get a... I remember it as a three. I would have remembered it as a three, but I think on Sharon's scale, it would probably be a two. So oh. so it's up to you, by the way, Mark. No, I no, mean, I, I would so actually... Sharon, would... Sharon's scale of two, my scale of three. Pardon? <laughs> Because okay, so, so the thing is, I having watched it. Okay, I'm going to go with me because I watched it recently. But okay, <laughs> but the thing is, but with me, I think it just about just about scrapes. I give it a high three. It's just about scrapes into yeah, a four. Yeah, and and I think I think a large part of that for me is the a large part of that for me is just the sort of the, the sort of undercutting it. You know, mm. like have all these films that John Wick is like all stylized and like really really serious and taken all kind of like oh, I will find you and I will kill you and. The, this this version on the phone is like, why did you kill my ma? And <laughs> and it it sort of it sort of undercuts it. And I think for the humor aspect of it, it's uh, I quite like it. And at the same time, the the way the film ends, it's 
ends in a very kind of well. What did you expect would happen when an, yeah, when a, when yeah, an Irish true. farmer tried to try to go over this thing? The, the, so, the, the thing is, and I don't know. I mean, I, I, I hope it's not offensive to that, but I mean, I think some some of those films, those, those Irish films, I think are very overrated. I, I mean, I really didn't like In Bruges, and yet everybody <laughs> raves about In Bruges, and I didn't think it was particularly good. Um, the wind that shakes the barley. Uh, I didn't think was particularly. I think that's sort of overrated. But yeah, they, yeah, there you go. So, but I mean, it was okay film. It yeah, was pretty yeah. good. I didn't think. I sometimes wonder if some of these films that come from the smaller countries get because of where they come from and because because of the material. Yeah, I, think I, think, the, I think there probably is something like that. People go, "Oh my god, I can't yeah. believe how did they find yeah. the money to make this?" Wow. The best. The best. Give them a hand the, for even trying. <laughs> the best film with Irishmen, and I think I've seen was the Jackie Chan. The, oh, what's he called? What is it called? Anyway, I can't remember. It's a Jackie Chan film where he goes, it's the IRA, they kill his daughter and he goes off, he goes after him and there's like someone that is just supposed to be Jerry Adams. He's just, oh, <laughs> Pierce Brosnan plays Jerry Adams. I think of what it's called. Oh, it? The Foreigner. Uh, yes, yes. I've seen I the think I reviewed that. that on one of our shows. So. I've, I've, I've seen the poster for that. Yeah. We're badly for the cut. I'll give it a, I'll give it a high three because I, I quite yeah. enjoyed it. I, I loved seeing an Irish take on Taken. But um, so Sharon, now we go back to cinema and we go to Our Ladies. Our Ladies, yes, Our Ladies is a cinema release. I saw it this week. It's a quite a film. It's basically a group of bad. It's a, it's a film. It's like a, one of those mini genres we've discussed before. This is a film where everything happens in one twenty-four hour period. Mm-hmm. So you follow a group of their five teenage girls who all they were all in their last year before graduating from a Catholic girls' school in the, the far north of Fort, Fort, Fort William in north of Scotland. And all these ladies are part of a choir and they're all going to Edinburgh to take part in a choir competition where they are the favourites to win and the winning team will then go on to compete in an international choir competition in Greece the next year. So all these five girls basically... Um, wanting to go to that, and they all have their different reasons for wanting to go to Edinburgh. Some of them, they just want to have fun, some want to go shopping, some of them um, just want to hook up with some lad, any lad, it doesn't matter who, and they just want to have, you know, a party. And girls meet just other... want to have fun. <laughs> girls, yeah, Catholic girls just want to have fun, I think they should have renamed it. Um, so it's he sets out on this journey with these five girls and what they get up to in Edinburgh for the day, and it sort of tells, tells you a little bit about their life, what it's like growing up in a remote, sort of isolated area, a bit like growing up on the Isle of Wight in that regard, um, and how how people, how people how, how a lack of expectation um, can lead certain people down a certain path and how how some people have these expectations laid on them when it isn't necessarily what they want. So with, the, with these Catholic schoolgirls, um, the expectation is if you're from Fort William that you're going to basically be a mother by the time you're 18 and most of them are going to be unmarried and they're going to be, the, the most they can aspire to is the father of their baby has a job. That's what they were, that's what most of these teenage girls aspire to and that their, their claim to fame for their, their high school was that the previous year eight girls had to leave because they got pregnant. <laughs> so that's the story, it's about this sort of, this, this day in the life of these girls. Um, for me, is it, is it a period film or is it set in, in is it present day? Set in the nineties, so it is period. Okay. Yeah, 
So there are the highlights of the film. They go to this um, Northern Soul Club in Edinburgh where you get that glimpse of, you know, whether the wild dancing, the music um, and this sort of this sort of size life. That was, I think, the best part of the film. For me, it didn't really resonate with me because even though I was sort of slightly older in the 90s, my teenage years were in the, the 80s, um, I still had you new know, school friends who got pregnant when they left school and their aspiration was, you know, was their, their ambition was all about boys and that's all they thought about. But for me, it didn't really resonate. They didn't. When at the end, I looked, thought, thought, who wrote this film? And it was written by men, based on a book written by a man, and it was directed and produced by men. And to me, they didn't really resonate with what I knew to be my experience of having been a teenage girl in a period just before this. It, I, to me, it felt a bit shallow. They're all about men obsessed. They were. I just didn't. And even the characters where I should feel some pathos with them. I didn't really. None of the characters are likable. The plot, mm. I thought, was slightly unbelievable and very selfish. I mean, they were just hell-bent on getting drunk and getting laid in Edinburgh. You know, forget all their other girls who were in the choir. Forget what they were there to do. And the fact that because of their behaviour, I'm needed to say they didn't win the choir competition. They're not going to Greece. It's like, because of you stupid girls, I mean, the 30 other girls didn't get there what could have been something amazing for them. So I didn't like it. It didn't speak to me. I didn't find it funny. I didn't find it moving. And I didn't like any of the characters. So on that basis, I would probably give it a two. A two. A two. Mm. Oh, we, we look forward to Tywo sending a message through next week going, what? You said you like nothing about it. Why doesn't it happen? <laughs> <laughs> we look forward to that next week. So good stuff. So now we go back to Netflix and Friends. And we round off with Sweet Girl. Sweet now, Girl, yeah. Sweet Girl, this is one of those things that has been pushed on Netflix as one of their big things <laughs> because it has a big man in it with a tight yeah. shirt running yeah. around. I'm guessing punching people. It's got, it's got Jason Momoa. It's got Jason Momoa in it. <laughs> and, and, and then it's, oh, and the, the poster looks like he's going to run around. It, the the storyline that they give you, the synopsis that Netflix gives you, makes it sound like they have, a bit like how I think like in, in Taken, they came up with a with an acceptable excuse for Liam Neeson to walk around Paris killing every anything minority he found. They took my daughter. It's acceptable. Let's go kill some people. And this one is like, um, is it something about how... His daughter needs some life-saving treatment, and that treatment is being held back it's, from his daughter. It's it's his wife. It's his wife. It's, okay, it's his wife. wife. Yeah, had cancer, and they the pharmaceutical company um, basically made a deal that they would withdraw it from general circulation in order to make more money. So a lot of the the sort of publicly funded healthcare organisations, hospitals, who used to rely upon getting this drug at a cut price, suddenly it was outpriced, so they couldn't use it for the majority of their patients okay so the question sean is it the what what area does this film go does the film go jason momoa punches his way to a solution to getting this drug or does it go no this is actually a serious <laughs> issue film and jason momoa well, is going to act and show you that he can do something other than punch well basically basically a little bit later down the line he cuts some evidence that it's been withheld and so obviously he becomes a, a bit obsessed and he's with his daughter and there's a few confrontational movements um and i mean there's a bit of it's, it's, i guess is it would you say his daughter had you know like was a bit bit um on the spectrum on well not on the spectrum but just like a bit disturbed a bit like i don't know post-traumatic yeah there's certain scenes i think it'll be yeah. the end it does yes scenes earlier on when you're thinking well, that's a strange thing to say strange thing to say um, yes yeah. yeah, so there are there, there are there are 
they're not nuanced. They were not that subtle. Yeah. But there is a slight yeah. twist. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It, it was. Yeah, there is a slight twist. That's that's the thing. I guess you have to say. Okay, but in this film, you've get you've got the uh, standard action tropes with with uh, some of the battles. Um, again, I think some of the fights in this are a little bit over the top and wouldn't be you know so what what so, so, it, they, so it does they, it does go they, down what the they route. Say, yeah it, it does, does go, go down, down the route punch my way but, to solution but sometimes i think in these films it was a bit like black widow i just don't see how people can take the sort of punishment they take and still act normally and i have to say in this film i thought this was the worst acted jason momoa film i've seen i thought he was absolutely awful in this i really really not credible i, I had no credibility in him at all i didn't believe him i i just couldn't i couldn't um i just i just really really did not like him in this i i thought it was awful yeah. it, it, it was like he didn't it was like he, he wasn't it you know maybe that was how the film was supposed to be portrayed but he didn't it, even at the beginning i was not convinced yeah there was a couple of scenes where he gets upset and I, I must admit I didn't quite believe it then I thought yeah it this is acting and I know you're acting and I don't believe the emotion in this scene which is obviously you know yeah. this is acting I know you're acting, acting and you're doing it badly yeah 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 yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. you know when you're thinking instead of feeling moved thinking oh that poor man I was thinking oh that's not very well crying <laughs> <laughs> thanks Sharon thanks Sharon that's, that's brilliant no, that is, because, but that's how I felt. And I'm glad you felt the same way too. I, I, I felt that he didn't quite... What did you think of the girl's performance? I thought that was that was okay. Um, yeah, I thought she was okay. Yeah. It, it, yes, I mean, the, I think the, the credibility of the story is... I think it's a, it's a bigger <laughs> thing, isn't it? Because yes, when, the, when yes. the big reveal at the end, you then look back and you think, huh? Uh, yeah, I can't exactly. see how, exactly. how that, that's not possible, is surely... <laughs> um, so, <laughs> so it did it, it cast doubt on the whole the whole premise yeah. of the film at yeah. the end so normally the twist you go whoa how did i miss that that's amazing but this i was going uh oh I, really well, so if, if um, that's the case then nothing makes yeah. sense yeah so like, i think how it... did you do that yeah. <laughs> anyway, <that's> all... <laughs> i, I I think we're back to the same thing with Netflix is to, to me, I feel we, I know we've had this conversation a few times. I don't think Netflix worry too much about the quality of the acting or the, the film because they can promote it and it doesn't really matter. Like we've watched it and there'll be loads of other people that watch it. So it's not like yeah. uh, it doesn't matter if, if people hated it, there will still be people that watch it and still people that, that enjoy it. But for me personally on, on Sharon's scale, I will have to give this a two. It was okay, mm, nothing special, but it wasn't dull, it wasn't awful, and it wasn't offensive. So, so this will get a two on Sharon's on Sharon's scale. Sharon, I I probably have to agree. Yeah, there were there were interesting moments where I was thinking, oh, mm. I didn't see that coming. Um, but but yeah, it just didn't deliver. It was okay. No. There was not, It wasn't rubbish. It wasn't the worst film I've seen this week or this year. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it wasn't, you know, it was it was okay. Yes. And, yeah. But and but forgettable. I mean, give me another couple of weeks, and you say, "What was that film about again?" Yeah, yeah, and I probably it. remember the twist, but not much else. So mm. I would say two because it was okay. Mm. I think we're going to be tougher on our our siding three, which tends to be, you know, massive. Yeah. I think we'll just keep it we're just narrow it down to, be a, to a number. Yeah. And I, so I, I, I think my my low threes are now going to be a two. I twos. Think. Yeah. I, I so agree. I think that's a 
that's a terrific scale that is really, i like that one and that's what i'm gonna do because it will also stop me when i get really excited about a movie giving it a five because <laughs> it sort of won't be flawless because i mean oh what you know what i mean my my five sometimes were well you know, the, there might, might have been some flaws so so well, it's a great scale sharon you know but but to be fair to you sean you very very rarely ever give a five Mm. You're, you're more likely to you're more likely to take points away for well the stereotype I always say with Sean is like oh wrong be- belt buckle wrong. that yeah, belt wrong buckle belt wasn't around in the seventies <laughs> you lose a star yeah, for that well, look at the way his boots are laced there's no way you'd have his boots laced like yeah. that yeah <laughs> but it is a number five five star is a rare beast and I think it, 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 it should be a rare beast it those are the be, films yeah. that you should say yeah. you know what that film. It's cracking, and yeah. you just can't fault it. Yeah, uh, not many think, of them about. If I think about films that I gave, I gave five star to. Um, it was uh, I know I, I know I definitely gave Inside Out. Inside mm. Out was a five star. I think we all like that though. We like yeah, that a lot. Inside Out was a film I was watching. I was like, I cannot see anything wrong with it. Mm. I, just, I just can't. And um, and I remember giving Mother, Mother, or oh, Mother. A five star because yes. depending, depending on who you spoke to, mother was either a five star or a or, zero. Or, or zero, yeah, that's for <laughs> sure. Yeah, it was either, and, and I absolutely loved that. I absolutely loved that. But yeah, it, it is, it is uh, really good. So okay, cool. We have collected the scores. We've finished it off. Do you guys want to guess who has won this week? Is it Netflix or is it cinema? Go I roll. think personally, cinema has done really. Oh, there we go. Oh, yeah. yep. I reckon cinema has probably done pretty well this this week, so it's, I'm going to go cinema. Sharon, I think Netflix. I think Netflix might just pip it because of um, your four star for the the, the cut one. Oh no no, so uh, that was a three. A three? Oh sorry, I thought it was four. No no, mine was case, four for censored. I think. In that case, I think yeah, the scale is probably a bit more cinema than Netflix. Yeah, you're right. That was that is the change. That is what happened because I think as I was talking about it, I talked to myself about giving badly for a cut of four, and I was mm. like, "It's a high three. No, it's a high three. <laughs> it's a, it's it's a high three. It's a. So, uh, yes. Yeah, so that's it this week. Cinema wins by a whisker, I must say, because Candyman ended up with a two point five when you collated Sean and my score. Censor had a four. Our ladies had a two. On Netflix, we had the stand had a three. Badly Forgot had a three, and Sweet Girl had a two. So for, I think it's not 0.5 or something like that that is, is, that's in it or, or anyway. But mm. anyway, until next week, until next Twice. week, yeah, when we shall go watch something, uh, where I will once again complain that the View Cinema Reddish has brought nothing, nothing interesting my <laughs> way, and has only fed me fodder. Cinema, Cinemax Florida, essentially I'm going to get really, really film snobby about this. It's a, it's a goodbye for me. It's a goodbye for me. And it's a goodbye from me. Thank you very much for joining us. And remember, get in touch with us on Netflix Cinema on all platforms. Bye. Hey. Hey.